Hey, Billy, why don't we tell them what we're about, man? So we're here to welcome you to the Madhouse Chronicles. It's a talk show with myself, Billy Morrison. And me, as yours, This man, Prince of Darkness, and we watch and react to the maddest internet clips. What do we discuss, Ozzy? Drugs, rock and roll, aliens, all that kind of shit. Drugs, rock and roll, aliens, and all that kinds of shit. Come and join Ozzy and myself. Visit OsborneMediaHouse.com to get special access to... Come to, on! What do you say? Do you think it's the wildest show on the internet? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. And be sure to add the slang self podcast in the how did you hear about Podgo section of the application. You're listening to the Slaying Self-Doubt Podcast with Coach Felicia, where we empower black women to overcome their doubts, fears, and insecurities in order to give birth to their God-given purpose. Join me and sometimes some of my friends on our journey as we remind you that you are not alone. I'm Felicia Wallace, and together we will find our fears and slay them. Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of the Slaying Self-Doubt Podcast. It's your girl, Felicia Wallace. Welcome to all the new and continued listeners. However you found me by way of a solo episode or a guest episode, I am just so glad that you are here. Um, Thank you just so much. Uh, As we talk about the wins of the week, we hit 29,000 downloads this week. Now y'all know I've had a goal of trying to hit 50 and, um, you know, we're in September. We're, we're making it. We're making it. So I just need y'all to double up. Go ahead. Keep sharing it. Uh, post it all over your socials. Send people emails about it. Um, I don't care. It doesn't matter how you get it done. But let's try to hit 50 by the end of the year. Okay? Okay. Um, this week was uh, my son's 14th birthday. And I just can't believe I've been a mother for 14 years. <laughs> Like I literally have been taking care of somebody for 14 years. And as as uh, Olivia from um dang, what was her name? That was it was Raven Simone right on Cosby. And she was like, and I'm still alive, you know. So I'm just like, I'm just so grateful for him, grateful for uh, just watching his journey and just oh man, like this next stage is gonna be very, very interesting. But um, we were able to celebrate him. Actually, this season, right, we have like a lot of birthdays in our family. So my son's birthday is the 22nd. So we have a 23rd, a 25th, a 26th, and a 27th. Like that is, is it's pretty heavy around these parts in September. Um, so happy birthday to all the birthday people, all the Virgos and Libras. That's I think that's the season right now because y'all know scorpio season is approaching but we'll 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 keep that till later we'll worry about that later um if you missed it monday uh the 20th i went live with hurting mercier um the uh, grief coach and um licensed therapist um it was everything like it really was exactly what i needed especially you know just like during this conversation Uh, i told y'all when i do these things a lot of times i mean it's for y'all for real but it really be for me um, and so the blessing in it all was just that 
I got some clarity around some things that I had already been feeling, already think I knew, but just talking to her, um, you know, last week we talked about stages of grief and she really talks about anchors. And so her anchors are truth, heart, connection, faith, and restoration. So if y'all did not see that episode, I mean, if you didn't see the live, um, it will be in the show notes. So y'all make sure y'all go watch it. It's on Instagram um also with that being said uh y'all make sure that y'all check out if you are not already connected to the newsletter go ahead and go to my website you can download um you can download child my brain right now you can download the uh, the journal prompts that I use um and it'll get you connected to me or if you do want to just get connected but you, you you know you could just just sign up to be a part of the family so you don't miss any of that information you won't miss it when it comes out you won't miss it when you know on Sundays you get notification on Thursdays you get notification and you know, you can just stay in the know. So make sure that y'all go do that, www.feliciawallace.com. Um, so last week we talked about the stages of grief, which I hope was a blessing to y'all. I told you it was a blessing to me um, and your journey. And one of the things that I have noticed is that um, during this season, there are so many people that I didn't know were grieving who once I bought this, now remember I told you I was hesitant about this because I wasn't really sure how I was going to um, come across, but there were quite a few women specifically that I spoke to who were like, I need this, like I'm in a grieving season, whether it is, you know, the death of a, a loved one, whether it's a divorce, whether it's a loss of an opportunity, change in your life. Uh, and if you listened again to her name, she wants you to redefine grief as um, when your heart breaks, you know, that, that moment in your heart where your heart just breaks. Um, and it's when you're like happy and sad at the same time, but really like, we know that feeling, we know the feeling of like, oh gosh, my, who like that, it just gets you. Right. And so understanding that it could be anything, like even one of the examples that she used was, um, you're married now, been married for 15 years. And then you find out, your ex or you know your child's parent um passes away suddenly or just passes away right and then you're grieving not because you're still in love with that person but because it's a loss to you right and you know just going through your journey like it's so many different things that it could be um or um just just understanding that grief is so many things it's very layered but just understanding your your journey and your journey is for you right and so today I wanted to discuss how grief shows up in your body uh, sometimes we don't even realize we're carrying grief in our bodies and for me you know for the most part I would say that I'm really in tune with listening to my body when it's time for me to rest when it's time for me to sit my five dollar tail down because my legs are hurting or my knees are hurting or if I know that you know I put on a little extra weight or whatever have you and I need to get out here and start walking or if I'm I'm thirsty, you know, like there's certain things that we know, like, um, okay, I need to drink some water because I got a headache or my mouth dry or whatever have you. And so grief shows up in your body as well. So I did a little research on the Googles. Um, and so I found two different things. So WebMD listed some physical symptoms of grief as headaches, dry mouth, shortness of breath, um, chest pain, nausea, stomach pain, 
uh, less appetite and fatigue. Now, let me just say this now. If you have shortness of breath or any type of chest pain, you need to go see somebody immediately. Call your doctor, call 911, depending on how, let somebody know. Um, with any of these symptoms, I would say that if they are prolonged past, I don't know, maybe like three or four days, you need to go see somebody about it. But we sometimes think about the immediate effect, right? So when you get like bad news, a lot of times we get like the stomach pain. Well, for me, I would say I get like the stomach pain. Like I just feel uneasy and um, it's just, it's like that nervous kind of energy, but my, you know, I will have the stomach pain. Um, you feel tired because, uh, you know, grief is exhausting, right? Like just when your mind is going, if you're crying, you definitely have a headache, some pain, you just want to sleep. Like it's definitely those things. Um, and I think that when we're in it, like when you know, like right now you're sad and you're crying, you, know, you expect for those things to show up. Um, sometimes there's other things that come up when you're not immediately like in your sadness, right? So Pathways Health uh, listed additional systems as exhaustion, brain fog, anxiety, restlessness, sleep disruption, depression, and substance abuse. So, you know, these are all of these things can show up. They don't happen all at the same time. And again, just like we talked about yesterday, I mean, last week, um, it, it your journey is different. So it may not show up the same way for you. And you just have to, you have to really pay attention and kind of know your body, right? And so y'all know the story this podcast was an assignment from god that had my self-doubt and limiting beliefs telling me that nobody would listen but you yes you kept showing up every week to listen to this podcast and because you keep showing up so do i if you enjoy this podcast and would love to support me and future episodes, please consider making a donation by simply purchasing me a coffee. If you would like to donate, click the buy me a coffee link. Now back to the show. For me during this season, when I was really just like, oh my gosh, like what is going on? The first thing I noticed for myself, well, y'all already know I have like, I have regular anxiety, right? And so I wasn't anxious, um, any more than I normally am so that you know it didn't really I probably couldn't really even tell if that was a part of it I but if I if I was anxious a little bit I think it was more so because I was trying to get through my grief really fast so it was just like an annoyance of like oh can we just hurry this up like I just let me be sad cry get over it and go and move on you know um I did feel restlessness um for a couple of months and just some of that was the uncomfortability of being still because, you know, I recognize now that when I was still is when God was really trying to get me to be um, in tune with my feelings and with my body, right? And so for me, it was like, oh my goodness, um, I don't really want to be sad. I don't really want to, I got, I got stuff to do. I don't have time to be sad, right? I don't have time to be feeling a certain type of way or whatever have you and so um at the restlessness was just me trying to get over it trying to you know push myself past it it, it was not working like it just it really wasn't um because I and I didn't even during that time I never even admitted to myself that I was even grieving right but I could feel the restlessness which for me it was like in conjunction kind of with the anxiety um sleep disruption 
I definitely had that. There would be days where I couldn't go to sleep. I, um, or I would wake up like in the middle of the night, you know, um, three, four o'clock in the morning, just like up, like I was awake. Right. Or it took me a while to go to sleep or I was sleeping, but I didn't really get good rest. Right. I wasn't really resting. It just was, I, you know, I just lay down and, you know, you, you know, the difference between like being sleep, sleep and just being like, Hey, I went to sleep, you know, type situation. Um, and I also think that one of the other things in regards to like the sleep disruption or whatever, um, it was more so still that restlessness. Cause just like feeling like something was on me. Right. And just not really. And even doing, and especially during that time, like when I was in it, I wasn't really like, you know, like I told you earlier, doing my devotionals or like, yeah, I was listening to church, but I wasn't really like in it. Like it really wasn't me inviting God into what, what I was feeling at that moment. Right. It was, I was in this space where I was like, I got it. I don't need your help. I got it. I can figure it out. I'm going to be all right. You know what I'm saying? Um, exhaustion, the exhaustion came because I wasn't really sleeping. (laughs) And so, yeah, I felt like, the thing about it was, is I laid around those two months, I laid around a lot. So that would remember that was the summer when I actually broke. So throughout this time, like throughout the 13 months of really, um, of, of really processing this grief, like when I was busy, I just kept myself busy. Right. So another thing it's not on here, but I would say busyness, right. Because then it stopped my mind from like, having to really think about it as well and so that's a to me I would feel like it's also a part of the restlessness restlessness (laughs) I would um stay busy so yeah okay I'm a podcast I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do that so I was overworking myself in, in a being in a state of just grief right and so then it caused a, a, you know exhaustion on top of that because I wasn't really sleeping I wasn't really taking care of myself I wasn't really eating well you know I was I wasn't exercising like I had started walking um and then I would just make excuses if I like oh it's too hot oh it's this oh it's that I don't really want to go you know I know oh, the kids don't want to get up so we're not going to do it but it really was me right and again, during this time, I was doing it by myself. Like nobody knew that I was grieving. Nobody knew that I was in this space. I wasn't talking to my therapist about it, my wellness coach, my village, um, not really my husband. So I was in, I had put myself in isolation. I had put myself in this space where Bun is going to figure it out. She's going to figure it out by herself. And don't nobody need to worry about it, but I got to maintain appearances. I got to keep it up. I got to make sure that, you know, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. I got to, so I was showing up, but it was like, I was wearing this mask every single day. I was wearing this mask around my family, around my friends, and just pretending like I was okay when really I was sad, right? And I was okay. And um or not even okay just that I was like I was sad and every I had everything together and sometimes even when you think about um the 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 perception that you give other people um I've said before that I would I would say that you know when you think about who's your strong friend um I I I would say that I believe that that's me and like in my groups just because one I don't allow people in that well, um, which is crazy, right? Because I tell y'all all my business, but I think it's just because I feel like I know all these things. Like I know the answer. I know I'm doing all the work. 
And so it seems like when rough times hit or things happen, I should be the one to be able to get myself out of it. And I think I take that on. I take that on as like, I don't need no help. I have the self-awareness, you know, I have all the coping mechanisms. I know what it is that I'm supposed to do. The fact is I ain't doing them because, well, one part, ain't nobody holding me accountable because don't nobody know. And two, I can't do it all by myself. Like that's just not, it's not going to work. Right. Um, And so understanding those things for myself you know it took me a while but you know I figured it out I'm there we're here now this is the reason why we're talking about it this is holding me accountable because every time I have to bring it up I feel less sad about it like that very first episode I had to record child I might have almost cried on this joint (laughs) but now I'm in a space where I can talk about it and I don't feel the sadness right am I probably still am I still grieving I'm still grieving have I gotten to the end of my grief probably not it you know it just depends but I'm at the place now where I'm comfortable enough to talk about it where I'm not just like in shambles or hurting myself by not taking care of myself right so I'm still doing the right I'm doing the things for me that's going to work um the last thing that I would say that I was experiencing during this time is that I increased my drinking whether it was wine trying new drinks you know um some of it was we were still in the house right (laughs) That was that part. And uh, the other part was that it was easy to be like on the days that I did want to go to sleep. I was like, oh, let me just, you know, get a glass of wine. Or when you feel that restlessness or that uneasiness, like it mellows you out. Right. And so I've told y'all before that, you know, there's been times where God would tell me, "Okay, I need you to take a break from drinking. I need you to stop. And some of it is in the beginning, it used to be a distraction because then you just, you know, like I said, you fall asleep or, you know, you just, you're in it. You're not really doing what you're supposed to do. And so I was hearing that again during this time. And I just was like, no, I'm, you know, I'm okay. Like this is, I'm just doing this for this. or I'm just doing this for that. Or, you know, it's just this, it's just that. And I really had to get my once I wrap my my mind around it and I realize where I was, one of the things that I'm clear is that for a lot of us, most of us, um, you know, substance abuse runs in people's families, right? And it's very easy for people to get addicted to certain things, certain ways of coping, certain ways of, of dealing with stuff. It doesn't necessarily have to be substance abuse. It could be sleeping. It could be eating. It could be gossiping. It could be... Um, I don't shopping right like there are things that we all do to take care shoot you can even be addicted to exercise right like you can just do it too much um where you end up hurting yourself right you're like you're over overdoing it um but there are so many things that we don't necessarily understand that we use for coping mechanisms um that are detrimental to our, our bodies right and to our our beings and so for me again, right, y'all, like I I just said, I'm self-aware enough to know, even though I knew it, I still was like, let's go and let's, you know, let's make a run, let's make a run, right, and so when I came to the space of really admitting it to myself and being like, all right, this is where I am, and for me having to recognize all the things that were happening, that was one of the things I had to let go, that was one of the things that I had to say, you know, okay, I can't have it in the house, right? Because then I was accessible to it. Um, And that meant that I needed to do something else when I felt like, 
you know, oh, this is getting too heavy. Um, even having a conversation with one of my coaches um, in like trying to deal with, you know, sometimes like I, y'all, if if you don't know, I'm somewhat of an empath, right? And so when I have clients, um, there's a lot of times that some of the information that I'm hearing and I mean, and they're sharing with me, um, I take that on because it's just for me, it's just how I think I've always kind of been like that. Um, but I feel it and I, you know, it makes me uneasy. And so I know that the easy answer is at the end of my day or whatever have you once I'm done for the day and I've done everything I needed to do, but you know, just end the day with a glass of wine. And I said, I I don't want to do that because I have clients every day. Then that puts me right back into this, this uh, space of drinking as a, a coping mechanism. And so I told her, I was like, I have to find something else. And, you know, we talked through it and it was, you know, okay, journaling, watching TV, um, going for a walk, uh, listening to music, doing things that doesn't require so that I can kind of like decompress or whatever things that doesn't require my brain function having to work or whatever, like watching, like I said, watching TV, folding clothes, stuff that you can just do, just doing right. Um, and so I was proud of myself, like after the fact that I even admitted to her like I don't want to have to do that because I could that would be the easy way out but I understand where I am right now I understand what my you know being as though that this is my season I have to I'm being aware and understanding how things affect your body and how you operate and how you cope is important because that is the only way you're going to make it through your journey like if you are in denial about the fact that you're using certain things to help you with, with, uh, excuse me, using certain things to help you with coping and you don't recognize it as being a bad habit or, you know, that it could turn into a bad habit, you know, you have to be honest with yourself, right? You have to tell the truth about what is happening for you, right? Because can't nobody tell you, you know, what's, what's right or wrong. I mean, I could, you, you could tell me something. I'd be like, okay, girl, you know, if that's what you want to do, like, but only you would know for somebody else, that may not be a thing that they're worried about. They may not be worried about the fact that they, you know, they drink wine every day. In their mind, it's fine. For me, for how I, how I know I operate and how I know things happen for me, I'm like, I, that can't be an option for me. I have to figure out something else. And so, you know, just recognizing certain things. One of the things, even with my sleep disruption, I had to create a sleep routine, a new one, all you know, start all over again, right? Um, so I had to create a sleep routine of like, be in the bed by 1030. Like you need to be in the bed by 1030, read something. I started doing a devotional. I started, you know, going back to closing out my day and listing all the things that I had gotten done. And just like, turning my phone or do not disturb being in a space where I'm not hindering my progress right and being in a space where I'm not you know um finding myself back in the same space like the whole purpose of understanding where you are and dealing with your grief and you know you know even me doing these uh these episodes is for you to grow through it right and figure out ways to be able to once you notice the things and what's happening to you and how you're handling it to do something different. Um, so yeah, so that's all I have for today. Um, I just really want you to understand how grief 
can affect your body. I wanted to give you some examples of some things that um, you may not recognize. You may you may notice it, but just assume it has something to do with something else. Or um, you may, you know, understand it. Like, like there's one thing to under, like to know and then not do anything. It's a different thing to understand that that's what's happening and then take action and do something. And so, you know, the purpose of me sharing these with you are for you to take action. Like if you notice that, you know, you're in a, gr- a season of grief and you're having, you know, brain fog or you're having restlessness or, you know, you're noticing your stomach is hurting, you ain't really eating, you tired all the time. You know, those are things that you need to get support around. I've said, I'm going to say this every show, you have to get support. You have to get support. You have to get somebody who can help you through this. And last week, her, her name told us something really, really good is that sometimes your best friend does not have the capacity to be able to help you through your grief season. You really need to get with a licensed professional, whether that is a therapist, a grief coach, a grief coach, a support group, could they have a grief support groups, whatever it is that you need that you feel is important in this season. If you do have a friend who is willing to help you through that I think you have to ask them you have to ask them whether or not they have the capacity because it for instance for myself like like I said generally I'm the person that most people will come and talk to stuff about if someone else is grieving and they ask me like come to me like I'm going to do as much as I can but I have been very honest about the fact that I'm in a grieving season too I don't I don't know how much I can help you because right now I'm going through the exact same thing. Right. And so when the both of you are going through something, you you can't really get this like you can get support in a way of like I'm not by myself. Right. Like that's one way. But when I need somebody to really for me to be able to say, like, this is where I am and I need to take active steps to get here. I go to my therapist or I go to my wellness coach. Like that is the way I move forward because they are equipped to be able to handle me in this season more than just being in the same season as me, if that makes sense. Um, the other last two things are to listen to your body. Listen, if your body is tired, go to sleep, lay down, stop trying to push through. Do not rush yourself through whatever it is you're feeling it's going to catch up to you it, it it is going to catch up to you I can guarantee you that right um and then don't rush your grief wherever you are in the process wherever you are in that space honor that honor your season honor where you are honor how you feel honor that moment you will not get that moment back right and you need to whatever it is that we are going through right now is going to help us in our future. So trying to bypass it, trying to get over it, trying to push through is, is not, it really isn't going to help us. It really is. It's it's hurting us more than it's helping us. As hard as it is for us to go through it, as hard as it is for us to be sad on a continuous basis, to just be feeling not ourselves, to just be feeling you know, um, the anxiety to be restless, to not being, all of those things. Yes, it is hard. I'm not telling you that it isn't, but you have to go through it so you can see that you can make it through on the other side, healthy, 
right? That is the goal. We want to be able to grow through this to to get to a better version of ourselves. Some of it may be that we learn more things, right? Um, about ourselves and things that we know. Like I said, I've learned some things about myself in this season that I probably would not have paid attention to before, right? Because I would have just assumed just like, ah, it's just this. But in this season, I am clear, like, we can't do this again. Like, this is not going to happen. We just going to have to, if something is bothering us, we're going to have to open our mouths. We can't go 13 months. <laughs> We cannot go 13 months just being quiet and not saying nothing and expecting stuff to just go away. We gonna have to get help immediately, say what we need to say and work on our healing like that is what we're going to have to do. So um, as always, I hope that this has been helpful for y'all. Uh, remember, tomorrow we will dig deeper with her Dean uh, Mercier at 8 p.m. on IG Live. Make sure y'all are there. Invite somebody to come um, and just, you know, listen to it and add, you can ask your questions. If you have a question that you would like answered, you can DM me at Slaying Self-Doubt or you can email me email me at info at FeliciaWallace.com. As always, thank y'all for rock, rocking with me. I would love to talk to y'all in the comments on IG after the, about this episode. So make sure you share, comment, rate and review make sure y'all keep sharing because remember we are trying to get to these 50,000 downloads okay like let, let's go let's go speed it up come on come on <laughs> uh if you are not following me you're tripping but <laughs> if you're not following me on ig i am uh slaying self-doubt uh, if you are interested in booking a connection call with me to start your self-doubt journey you can go to www.feliciawallace.com and schedule your appointment today um I love y'all. I really do hope that wherever you are in your journey, that you are um, just honoring it. Again, I hope this is helping. I hope it is uh, whenever you hear it, if it's now, if it's later, I just really want healing for all of us. I want us not to feel like we're alone. I want us not to feel like we are um, doing this thing by ourselves. And um, yeah, so until next week. See ya. All right, y'all, that's all for this week. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to share, subscribe, rate and review. Remember to head over to Facebook and Instagram and follow me at Slaying Self Doubt. Oh, wait, don't forget, go to my YouTube channel and watch this episode. And remember to press the subscribe button. Until next week. See ya. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.